So we're uh, starting a new sermon series this morning. Yes, power, power. And struggle a little bit of, of what to call this first uh, sermon, the greatest power, the most awesome power, that kind of thing. But that's what we're going to stick with, the greatest power. Uh, and let me say this just before we have a word of prayer and get in the, into the series. Some series are it's like, you know, just a, a group of sermons that they all kind of fit together. This one builds, okay? There's three sermons in this series, today, next week, and the next week. Don't miss one of these sermons, okay? If for some reason you get sick next week, make sure you listen to the podcast. If, you, if you're out of town, make sure you listen to the podcast. But if you are available, make sure to be here these next two services, these next two Sundays, because this is one of those that builds on, okay? So it's only three weeks. This is really a serial series, and that's not just a, a redundancy there. It's a, that's actually, this is a serial series. It builds on each other, okay? So make sure you get it next week and next week. Be back. Be here all three weeks. Also, the reason I wanted to kind of say that is because too often we kind of want to run by the ABCs. You know, we don't want to start at the ABCs. You know, we want to get on to the LMNOPs, you know, right? We, we, want to get, we, we, we don't want to start at the basics. We want to get there, or even we want to get to the XYZs. We want to get, let's get to the end of it all. Okay, we're getting there, we're getting there. But the best place to begin is at the beginning. And so we need to start at the beginning today. So, and, and, and this is going to be good, okay? This is going to be good, but help me start at the beginning the greatest power. Let's have a word of prayer. Father, I thank you, God, for uh, your power. I thank you, God, for your word. I thank you, God, for your spirit, that God, your presence that has been here. It's obvious, God, and just, just what we feel in our, in our spirit, God, knowing that you're here, the quickening and letting us know that you're here. God, I thank you for that. I ask your Holy Spirit, God, that you would just, just, just help us to not run by the, the, these first steps and ABCs, but God, to embrace it all so we can get there, God, so we can get to the, to the LMNOPs and the XYZ and the, and the awesomeness of all the power, God, that you want to put in our life. In Jesus' name we pray. And everybody said, amen. Oh, wow, that was weak. Everybody said, amen. amen. Okay, don't miss, a, did I say that yet? Don't miss a sermon in this? Okay, because this isn't just about making your life a little better. We're talking about the power of God in your life. So let's get started, okay? Um, and, you know, we, we kind of have a lot of little power things, kind of in our culture today, in our, you know, in entertainment. And we're talking about the most powerful uh, or the most awesome power or the greatest power or the whatever, whatever. You know, maybe, maybe we could talk about, you know, like superheroes. You ever been in a conversation where everybody's kind of trying to, you know, say, well, if I could just have one superpower, it would be this. You, you ever been in a conversation like that? Anybody? Anybody? Yeah. So, how many? Somebody tell me. Somebody tell me what it would be the one superpower you would ask for if you could have just one. Well, super speed, right? You are tired of driving on the interstates, right? Tired of having to wait, you know. Tired of, and, and we all like that. You know, first service, uh, somebody said flight. You know, it's the same kind of thing. We're in a hurry, aren't we? You know, but you know, if you had that, you wouldn't have to worry about ever standing in line getting patted down again. You know, any of that kind of stuff. That would be an awesome thing. Okay, so you may have been in conversations kind of like that before. That we kind of, you know, say that would be awesome to have some kind of a superpower. Well, what is the greatest superpower? And we could argue over what those are, but, but not just those. We're obviously talking about the power of God today, right? The power of God. Well, what's the most awesome thing that God could do for you? Now, if you're sick or somebody in your family is sick, 
healing power might be the most awesome power you could think of. The most awesome thing would happen today is for somebody in my family to be healed of this disease or this disease or whatever. Yeah, that would be awesome too. Or maybe, maybe the greatest power would be the power that is greater than every other power in the universe, right? So like, you know, evil power and wickedness and those, if you had a power that was greater than that, that would be as well. So, so, so what, what is... What is the greatest power? Okay, I have, I have an opinion about what the greatest power is, okay? And I, I could have named this and said just the greatest power. Probably, maybe for some of you theologians, you know, and, and like you, you, you might argue with me and say, well, really the, mes- the, the title should be the greatest manifestation of the power of God because we're talking about the power of God here today, okay? But I didn't want to name it that long. It's just the greatest power today, okay? And so what is, and, I, and I've got... I've got an opinion, but my opinion doesn't start inside of me. It starts with something Jesus said, okay? And that's just really important. If you want to have an opinion, have an opinion that starts with something that God says, okay? Have something that comes out of the Bible. Let your opinions begin there, all right? So a couple of weeks ago in the Bible Project, we were reading from Luke chapter 10. If you, I hope you're reading in the Bible Project with us. It's also, if you're not, this is a great week to jump in. The epistles start this week, I think Thursday or when, uh, Tuesday or Wednesday, and this will be a great time to jump in and read the epistles with us and watch the videos that explain so much of the Bible. Uh, but Hopefully you're, you're, do, you're joining that. It was two weeks ago or so we were, we were in the book of Luke, chapter 10. And in chapter 10, at the very beginning of the chapter, God, uh, Jesus sends his, uh, his followers, several of his followers, out to preach. And he sends them to preach and uh, to, to pray for people, to bless people, to, uh, to heal people. And uh, so they come back to Jesus after a t- short time. They go out and prepare his way. They come back, and they're giving reports. Now, now the Bible doesn't list all the reports they give. But, you know, these reports, I mean, they're going in the power and the authority of the, uh, that Jesus has given to them. And if you look at the words there and see how he did that in, in, in the Greek, that this, it, it means like a delegation of power. It's like it's a power that Jesus had that he said, look, I'm going to give you this power. Now go out and do this for a while. I'm going to give you this power for a while. Go out and do this. And so they come back. No doubt they had amazing stories to tell. They, they came back probably telling some of the same stories that you and I have told about Jesus, that we read in the Bible about Jesus, about, about maybe... Uh, one guy maybe came back and said, hey, I saw a man that had not seen for his whole life. He didn't, he didn't have sight for his whole life, and I prayed over him, and God healed him. Or somebody else said, you know, someone had died, and, and I prayed over them, and God raised them back to life. That's the kind of power that, that, that we want to talk about in this sermon series. But we're not there yet, okay? And, and in verse 17, Luke chooses one little report that he gives to us. You know, and he could have given us a lot of reports, no doubt, that there were a lot of good things, a lot of miracles that happened, but he chooses one little thing in verse 17 that they said, Lord, even the demons obey us when we use your name. Now that's pretty awesome, right? You know, every, every time, uh, you know, an evil spirit does something in your life, imagine if you could just speak the name of Jesus and that, that evil spirit had to stop whatever it was doing in your life. Imagine if it was attacking your finances or attacking your health or someone in your family and you could just speak in the name of Jesus and that would have to stop. Imagine that. That's what we're talking about. That's what we're getting to, but that's not where we are today because we have to start at the beginning. And now Jesus, when they say this, Jesus says, yeah, I remember, he, he tells them, I remember when, when Satan, he, he had lots of power, lots of glory, lots of beauty. I remember when he fell out of heaven because of, of his great sin. And so Jesus is saying, yeah, yeah, I, I'm glad that you're seeing that, that there is this power in my name over him. But 
verse 20, he says, Don't rejoice because evil spirits obey you. Rejoice because your names are registered in heaven. Then here is what I'm I want to tell you, I believe, and based on the opinion that I get from what Jesus just said right there, is the most amazing, awesome, greatest power that there is in God, and that is salvation power. Now, it's all one power, but what I'm talking about here is, is the greatest manifestation of, God, of God's power in our life is when we become a Christian. It is, you know, it'd be awesome to, to uh, you know, to be able to, to just lay hands on somebody and pray and then be healed. It'd be awesome to, to uh, pray over someone's finances and then receive a miracle. It would be awesome to, to, to speak against evil spirits and for them to just have to stop everything they're doing. But the most awesome thing, what is even more awesome than that, is the fact that God has given you the authority to be saved in Him, Okay. That, that's what I believe, and this is my opinion, but I'm going to give you three reasons why that all come from the Bible, okay? I believe. Here, here's the first reason, all right? Here's the first reason that I believe that salvation power is the, is the greatest power of all. All right? Next slide. Is that healing, the power that brings healing to your life. Now, it's all the same power, okay? We could, we could say the manifestation of the power of God in healing, but that's a lot. Just, just, just bear with me on this, okay? Just healing power. You know, that, that's awesome, right? Or, or financial blessings or provision, you know, and maybe you've got needs that aren't financial, some other need. Or, or freedom, deliverance from, you know, from your past or some, some hurts that are in your past or scars that are there, protection. Or whatever it is that you need from God or that you would, you would ask Him if, if you could just ask Him and he, for Him to give you something. Throw that in that rare, there where it says etc. Whatever that is, it would be awesome to get that today. It would be awesome, like to come to the to come to the front at the end of the service and have a prayer team member pray with you. And we're going to allow that this morning. We want we encourage that every single service and to pray with them and and for for you to receive a healing or a financial blessing or deliverance or something. That would be awesome today. But you know, at best, all of those miracles are just you know just. Lifelong miracles. Now, lifelong sounds like a lot of time, right? But at best, those are just lifelong miracles. So what does that mean? That means like if somebody in your family needs to be healed and, and you come, come down and we pray over them and they get healed today, and maybe they get healed in such a way that they are never sick, not even a cold, not even a sniffle, for the rest of their life. That would be awesome, right? But how long is that? I mean, if they're, if they're older, it might only be 10 or 20 years. You know, it might be 30 or 40 for some of you young people, you know, here in the room. It might be 50, 60, 70 years that you'll be healed. That would be amazing. But you know what? It is going to end. That miracle is going to end at the end of your, if you got all of your financial needs taken care of today, that miracle still would end. But salvation is not just one of these things. Salvation is not just healing, and it's not just financial blessings, and, and it's not, but it's all of these things. Salvation is every one of those things for eternity. That, that, that you know, everybody doesn't get healed today, but you're going to get a healing one day. That would, and, and I know, listen, I, I know that it's, it's not really popular today to talk about the afterlife. It's not popular. I mean, we want to talk about here and right now. Because we, we, we have such this, this, this physical existence. Everything is about what we see, see, feel, 
touch, taste, right? I mean, in just a few minutes, some of you, your stomachs are going to start growling, you know, and you're going to begin thinking about lunch, right? And that kind of stuff. You know, some of you are thinking, you know, maybe I should have gotten another piece of the, I don't know, that's cake or brownie back there. Some of you didn't know that was back there today, did they? So you need to stop by the coffee garden on your way in, right? And some of you are thinking, I just need one more bite of that, and I don't know whether to get up right now or wait just a little bit later in the pastor's message so I don't mess everybody up. And, and so, you know, it, it's all about all these things. And so sometimes, and I don't, I really think none of us will fully appreciate what eternal salvation is until this life is over. But when it is over, then it's going to be amazing. To, and then we will realize because all of these things are going to be ours for eternity, that we will be healed for forever. We will have all of our financial needs taken care of forever. We will have all of our provision forever. Whatever, whatever it is that you just can't get over, something in your past where someone hurt you, maybe some scars that you've got, one of these days that's going to be wiped away. Or maybe the temptation that just so messes with you, just, you, you just can't, you just seem like you can't defeat it. And, and even if you get victory over it, it just keeps coming back. Keep, let me tell you, one of these days, those temptations are going to be, go you're not even going to be tempted with that ever again. That's why I say salvation power is the most awesome power, the greatest power that God will ever work in your life because it is for eternity. Okay. Secondly, here's another, here's my second reason why salvation power is the greatest it, it, because salvation is, is an awesome miracle. It is the most awesome miracle. All right, uh, Jesus says in John chapter 1, get that? John chapter 1. Uh, when, when, when we read Scripture on Sunday, you know, think about, think about the context. John chapter 1. Okay, that's really early, okay? That's really early, okay? So this, this is what is said about Jesus and salvation in him. John chapter 1, verse 12. But to all who believed, in, believed him and accepted him, he gave the right to become children of God. That is the most awesome thing that God could do for you. That's the most awesome thing. I, I mean, we, we really want to get to the X, Y, Z, but this is John chapter 1. This is where we begin. We begin with salvation. It starts right here. We, we, we've got to start right here. Oh, but here, here, here again is, is the thing. You and I, we can, um, we, we, can kind of, we can kind of, if we're not careful, fall into that, that, that thing again of, uh, of this or that, you know, what, what are the most important things or, or what, are the, what are the things that, what are the most important powers? Or we, we can say, again, back to the culture and, and, and superheroes, right? Uh, lots of movies around today and, you know, sci-fi we call them, you know, lump them all together, sci-fi and all of that. You know, superheroes, their powers, you know, uh, or maybe Star Wars and Star Trek, you know, we can argue about, you know, which one is the greatest and all of those things. Batman and Superman, which one's the greatest? You don't have to say, uh, Keller, but we know. Um, incidentally, cute inside joke there too as well. Uh, but about which is most important, which is the most important power? We'd like to have these powers or, or, or maybe, maybe you're a, maybe you're a, you know, you're into some of the Harry Potter stuff, you know, witches, warlocks, that kind of a thing. And, and I know someone say, oh, we'll never get into that. No, no, okay, people my age, we say, oh, no, not Harry Potter, not those witches and warlocks. We would never pay attention to anything like that. We just used to watch Bewitched, right? Right? 
Okay. And you remember, and, and, and let me just go ahead and just throw you completely under the bus because I've heard, I've heard back, back when Bewitch used to be on and, and it's been in, you know, been in reruns as well, you know, in syndication of those kinds of things. And I would hear, you know, because sometimes, I mean, she could, you know, wriggle her nose somehow and, and, you know, and all of a sudden the, the, the house starts cleaning itself. Books go back on bookshelves, you know, the, the vacuum cleaner starts moving around by itself and vacuuming everything. And I've heard, I've heard housewives say, oh, I wish I could be like Samantha and my nose, you know, in just the house, clean itself, right? So we've all kind of said that thing, so let's not jump on the Harry Potter people just a little bit too much, right? Or the demigods, like Thor, you know, Thor, you know, he was a demigod, you know? David loved that movie. It's about a guy with a hammer and walked around all the time throwing the hammer at things and people. Tongue in cheek there. No, David didn't like that movie. Uh, um, uh, Wonder Woman, she was a demigod. All right, but what does the scripture say? This scripture says those who believe on him and those who, who, who confess him, those, 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 he doesn't give the authority or right to become superheroes. He doesn't give us the authority or right to become little witches or little warlocks running around with a, a wand or something or wiggling our nose or whatever, or even to become demigods. But to those who believe in him, accept him, he gives the power to become the sons and the daughters of God. That we're not little witches or, or, or little demigods even. We are the children of God. And I don't know what that says to you, but, but when I think of who God is and his awesomeness and his majesty and his glory and his goodness, and, and we've said a couple of times the last few weeks, we, we begin that prayer as Jesus taught us to begin, begin praying, God, you're so amazing and awesome. Even your name is holy and hallowed and deserves to be praised. That he is this God, and all of the times that I have failed him, all of the times I have put me ahead of him, all of the times that, that I, have, I, have, I have taken his blood and, and trashed it or kicked it to the curb or said, Let me, I'm going to do this my way, God. All of those times that I've blown it and still... He says, but I'm going to make you my son. I'm going to make you my daughter. That's, that's why I say this is another reason why I say this is the most important power or manifestation of his power within us is that he has called us his sons and his daughters. How in the world could this happen? I, I, I don't know how, the, how this can happen. But in John, other than through the Spirit of God, in John chapter 3, have you heard John 3.16? You ever heard of that before? You know, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whoever believes in him will not perish but have everlasting or eternal life. And if you, have, you, know, if you don't know those words, you've seen the sign, John 3.16, right? I mean, I saw it, saw it on game day a couple of weeks ago even. You know, it's just everywhere. That's in the middle of a conversation that Jesus had with Nicodemus. Nicodemus was a, was a religious uh, leader. I mean, he, he knew everything about Judaism. He knew everything about God's way. He knew everything about Jehovah up till Jesus showed up. And then Jesus says, I'm going I'm to give you something new. I'm going to give you something better. And so Nicodemus goes to him in the middle of the night and is talking to him. They have this conversation. And Jesus says, you also have to, if you want to be part of the kingdom of God, you have to be born again. And Nicodemus is like, I'm an old man. i got to enter back into my mother's womb and be born again. I don't know if he was saying that tongue-in-cheek, if he was trying to be funny or what he was doing, okay? But he said, you talking about that? And Jesus said, no, that's what I'm talking about. But Nicodemus, the Pharisees, Sadducees, the religious leaders of that day, they were so, just like we are, so caught up in the physical. 
It was not about the spiritual to them. They were, not, they, were not, they were not connected to the spiritual. They were just connected to the physical things. Do this, do that. All the lists of all the stuff that you do to be right with God instead of actually having a relationship with him. So he, had, he was not thinking in spiritual terms whatsoever, but Jesus told him, you must be born again of spirit. But what Jesus was telling, and, and here, I, 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 want, I, want to, I want us to get this, is because I think, I think what we do is when we talk about the new birth, when Jesus says, be born again, we misunderstand that he's going to let us start over. We think he's going to let us turn over in a new leaf. We're going to get another, uh, uh, you know, New Year's Day that we can set some new, uh, you know, some, some new, new Year's resolutions and we can start all over. That's what Jesus is saying, but that's not what he's saying. Okay, I, I want to say this the exact way, so I'm going to go to this next slide. This new birth, as a symbol of salvation in Jesus, denotes a new beginning. Not starting over, but starting something brand new. A different way of living, a better life. That's what salvation is. And how does that happen? I don't know. I can't, tell you, I can't do it. You know, just like the first birth that you've had, you know, when you came into this world and the doctor delivered you, you know, now the doctor didn't create that life. God did. The doctor was just delivering you. The same thing in this, in this spiritual birth. I can preach you the message. I can do everything I can to give you the desire to want to be God's, God's son or God's daughter. But I don't give you the right. I don't, I don't have the authority to give you the right to be called the sons and the daughters of God. Only God does that. I can maybe deliver a message, but God is the one who gives you this new birth, and he does it through the Spirit of God. And when we are born again, we, are, we get to be called the children of God. I know, I know we sang a song about being, he called us his friends. Yes, he called us his friends, he called us, but he also called us his brother, right? And if Jesus called us his brother, then we are children of his, of his father. We are children of God. I mean, we're, we're, we're called a lot of things in the Bible, but the most awesome is that he has called us his child, and we only become that by, becoming, by, by the new birth that happens because we accept him and we believe that he rose from the dead. So here's the third thing real quick. You know, I don't think this one's going to be as long. But here's the third reason that I believe. I believe that salvation power is the most amazing power. And, and, and it, is, it is because it's the first time the power of God operates in our lives. Okay, now listen, I know, I know, God, I know God's power helps people that don't even know Jesus yet. Uh, I mean, like yesterday, we, um, A21, I say we, you know, other than giving, you know, I didn't have a lot to do with that. But raise $2,500, someone's life is going to be changed. One life is going to be changed because of that. One life. And you know what? They may not even know Jesus. So yes, the power of God is at work in helping them. If you're married to an unbeliever, someone who doesn't know Jesus yet, and God gives you a great miracle, your spouse also probably got the miracle as well. Both of you got it, right? You're married. I mean, it's your family or whatever. And so, yes, God, but to actually operate in your life, salvation is the first way that God's power is operating in your life to make you the son or the daughter of God. Now, Acts chapter 2, verse 38 and 39, let me set this up because this, is ex this really is what I'm talking about here today. In Acts chapter 2, if you don't know the story, Miracles were happening in the city streets of Jerusalem. And the crowds began saying, what is going on here? They were amazed at the power, right? They were amazed at the power. And so they wanted to know what was going on here. And so, so you, you know, and 
if they were like us, they would say, okay, tell us how to get this power. But Simon Peter, he stands up and he begins preaching him a little message, and he starts at the ABCs, not at the XYZs. He says, Acts 2, 38, each of you must repent of your sins and turn to God and be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins. Then you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit, which is this power, and this power, this promise is to you and to your children and even to the Gentiles, even to those who are not Jews and weren't raised to know everything that you and I know about Jehovah God, all who have been called by the Lord our God. That, that salvation happens Salvation happens, and that's the first part of it. That, 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 that's why salvation is the most important. That's why salvation is the, is the greatest. That's why salvation is the most amazing. It, because it's the first. It's the first way. You, you don't get to the power until first repent of your sins and turn to God. You don't get to the power until after that. So, so first of all, we need to embrace that. And I think here's what we do is we run past the ABCs. We'll get to those XYZs. And I was raised Pentecostal. You know, so we definitely wanted to skip and get to the XYZs. You know, we wanted, but we got to, man, we need to embrace this. Even, even if you've been a Christian, and maybe if you've been a Christian for a long time, you need to embrace it even more today because what happens along with you is you start to forget how powerful this is that you have been made into a child of God. And embrace this. This is, this is where it begins. For example, let me give you this example. Imagine someone builds you a house the most awesome house in the world. Dream everything you can dream about it, okay? However many floors and bedrooms, elevators you want in it, how many indoor swimming pools, you know, you want all the stuff, anything. Whatever you can dream is in this house. They build you the most awesome house, and they give it to you, but they don't put a front door in it or a back door or a side door or any door. And all the windows are sealed, just a, pl just a plane of glass so you can see in, but you can't get in. Now, I don't know about you, but I think it would be better to have a modest house with a front door than the most awesome house in the world and not be able to access it. You know, what are you going to do with a house that you can't get inside? I mean, you're going to stand outside at one of the big plate glass windows so when your friends come by, you can say, look at what I got, and just point inside. You know, just say, look at, look, uh, well, we, I'm sorry we can't go in, but isn't it awesome what I've got? And, you know, maybe you pitch a tent out in the front yard, you know, and you live out there, but you know, you invite all your friends to come and y'all have, you know, you're going to, you grill out for them every time they come because you can't access the, the stove and the refrigerator and all that inside. You know, it'd be a really great place to just stop right here and preach to some of us traditionalists, some of us that's been around a while and say, you know, just like that first scripture in, in the video bumper, 1 Corinthians 4.20, the kingdom of God is not a matter of talk or show or of saying you possess, but it is a matter of power. And you know, just like you can't access all of the amazing that is in that house without a door. You can't access the power of God without the first power that works in your life, salvation. That's why, that's why salvation is so important. It's the front door. It's the access. Remember twice we've already read scriptures that talk about how God gives us the right. Jesus gave the right to them. He gave them authority. Go out there and preach. And they came back telling all these awesome stories. And then it says he gave us the right 
The authority, that exousia, as, as, as the, the Greek word talks about, it, it means authority. It means access. He's given us access. It is, salvation is the front door. That's why salvation is so important. Because if you don't have that, you can be around the power. You can be in the middle of the power, but you're still standing outside pointing in. Say, look at that. Ain't that awesome? Until you have access through salvation. But when you begin to really, truly follow God in all his ways. I, I want to whet your appetite just a little bit for the last two sermons, okay? When you really begin to follow God in all his ways and start, put, start saying, my way is not working, God, I want your way. People will start using words like serendipity, chance, fate, luck, coincidence to describe your life. When you begin operating in God, when you become part of the kingdom. I got a friend that one day told me he had been, he had been kind of seeing my life from a distance. And he told me one day, he said, he said, Rick, you're like a cat. And I knew kind of what he was trying to say. And I thought he was t saying, man, you got like nine lives. You know, you know, every time you die, you know, you just come right back or whatever. That wasn't what he was. I thought that was what he was saying at first. But have you ever seen a cat Falling, I mean, like, I've seen people, like, hold a cat up by its feet upside down. You know, I, I'm not telling you go home and try this, okay? I don't want PETA calling me this afternoon or anything or whenever it gets out on podcast. All right, but seeing people do that, and a cat falls, but before it hits the floor, it flips over and lands on its feet just real soft like that. Yeah, that's what he was talking about. He was saying, Rick, every time, he, said, he, he was almost saying, like, man, you're so lucky. Every time life tries to destroy you. Every time life tries to knock you down, every time life tries to drop you on your head, you just flip over and just land as softly as a cat. You know what he was saying? Maybe he didn't know how to say it exactly right, but he was saying every time life tries to mess with you, every time life tries to destroy you, Rick, your God is standing there that just catches you in his arms and lays you down softly. When you start operating in the power of God and start walking after him, People won't understand. They'll just be amazed that it's happening. And they'll call it luck. They'll call it chance. They'll call it fate. They'll call it coincidence because they don't know. But they'll say, I need some of that in my life too. The most awesome power, salvation. I can't close this sermon on salvation power without giving you an opportunity to pray for salvation. And, and like I said just a few moments ago, even those of you who have been Christians a long time, man, I think, I think you just need to pray it all over again today just, just to embrace it again. Just to say, wait a minute. I already have. God has already done the most awesome thing in my life. He has made me his son or daughter. And we, 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 we need to embrace that, okay? So all of us do that. But if you, if you never have... Just remind, and remind, remind those of you who have, but it's been a long time, one scripture right here. Romans chapter 10, verse 9 and 10. If you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. It's that easy. For it is by believing in your heart that you are made right with God, and it is by confessing with your mouth that you are saved. It, it is that easy. It's just believing and confessing. And confessing it right now when you pray out loud and, and then tell somebody about it. 
Either tell your spouse or your boyfriend or girlfriend or your best friend or, or drop, drop us a note back there in the offering bags as you walk out the door or text me or something and say, and say I, I just, for the first time today, I made that declaration. You may have been around it all the time, but you can't get in until you access through the salvation. So pray that with me. Can I pray that with you? And all of us pray that together today. It doesn't matter what words you say. It just matters that right there. Just believe. Believe that God, Jesus Christ, is exactly who he says he is. And then confess that with your mouth. Come on, let's pray. Bow with me if you will.